Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We are extremely happy, honored, privileged to have with us uh, to talk about his new film, Dolores, and that would be Peter Brott. Let me explain a little bit before we get going. Dolores Huerta is among the most important and least known activists in American history, an equal partner in co-founding the first farm workers union with Cesar Chavez. Her enormous contributions have gone largely unrecognized, and that is a lot of what this documentary Dolores does to rectify that particular situation. And Peter, welcome to Film School. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I, I I think of Dolores as uh, someone who's been hiding in plain sight in our world. Right. Uh, um, is that is that a fair assessment of of, of her? Uh, I mean, Dolores is pretty out and vocal about everything she does. Yeah. You know, and she's been she's been uh, working for social justice over the last seven decades, and, and still very much uh, you know in the game today. Uh, I think I think that she was just she's she was just marginalized yeah. know, by the historical record and and certainly as, as a filmmaker and storyteller you know, you know you don't set out to to rectify the historical record you you set out to tell a great story and Dolores is just she's just an epic personality you know the ups and downs of her life she had eleven children she was married three times yes. uh, you know she worked with Gloria Steinem in the in the late sixties and. Kind of had her consciousness transformed by by interacting with feminists. It started off as a her, her work started off as a labor struggle. You know, working here in California with Cesar Chavez, and then you know that morphed into a struggle for racial justice and feminism and environmental justice, and, and the list just goes on and on and on. It does. And what I let me just clarify what I meant. I meant yes, of course we have. She's been a part of all of these things, but in terms of our sort of perception of what the work that has been done on the part. Yeah. The farm workers, the part of the feminist movement and other movements that she's been a part of, she has, as you said, been marginalized in the telling of sort of the historic record that we've come to know in a broader sense that she has right. not gotten that amount that her, her proper due. Um, I, I, I'm someone who's politically active. I have been my whole life, and I'd always heard her name. And in fact, I was privileged enough to meet her uh, about ten years ago. Um, and and uh, one of the things that came across with her was she's very direct. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty straight up the middle. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she didn't mince words. I was at a it was a Hispanic uh, civil rights uh, organization um, meeting, not a meeting, more of a, a celebration of of her life and Bert Corona actually was was the honoree so I've probably heard that name before a lot of people haven't but anyway I was there met her and she is ext- at, at that time very energetic very much uh and very much uh, a speaker from the heart and when she yep. got up to speak it was I don't think she had notes I don't think she had anything prepared no except- the Lord swings it every time <laughs> <laughs> well she's like, you know we, we make the comparison uh, in the film you know she's People, you know, associate her, you know, as a, as a Chicana, Mexican American woman fighting for farm workers, and so associate, you know, kind of folkloric, yeah. you know, traditional Mexican music. But Dolores is a jazz aficionado, and so we kind of make a, a parallel um, analogy of Dolores kind of being a, an improvisational jazz musician. Yes. You know, yes. Kind of in the moment and spontaneous and very creative. 
that that's a nice motif in in Dolores is the jazz element of her of her your our perception of her and the way she's lived her life. Well, let, 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 let's go to the beginning of your involvement with her. Um, how did the idea of doing a documentary come about? And uh, tell us a little bit about how the the origins of Dolores. Right. Uh, I wish I wish I could take the credit, Mike. <laughs> hey, this is my idea. I was burning desire to make this film. Uh, you know, I come from a narrative filmmaking background, and so this is my first uh, feature doc. And and I really credit Carlos Santana with really you know getting um, the ball rolling. He called me up five years ago and he said we absolutely have to make this film right now. And you know, Carlos Santana, the great musician, uh, he got his start in, in San Francisco's Mission District. And when he was young, back in the 60s, uh, he would come out and support the farm workers' efforts. And so his relationship with Dolores goes way, way back. You know, he calls her uh, Mirena de Luz, you know, my queen of light. Mm -hmm. And so it was really him and his commitment and his passion um, that really got this whole film off the ground. I don't think the film would have been made had it not been for, you know, for his commitment. So, you know, he cut a check, and here we are five years later. Not, having no idea we would be living in the current political climate. Yeah. You know, DACA was stricken down uh, yeah. a few days ago. And, of course, our prior was pardoned in Arizona for racially profiling Latinos. And, and here comes here comes Dolores and her legacy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, well, in on sort of a personal level, so you Carlos Santana, as, yes, you described, was certainly um, uh, the impetus to get this um, project underway. What was your meeting what was your first meeting or what was the d development of your relationship with Dolores like over the course of of making uh the documentary of Dol Dolores right well I mean I I too I have a my mother is, a, is also an activist and she she was a part of the farm workers uh struggle back in the 60s and 70s as well as the American Indian movement so I was around Dolores as a child and you know to me she was just like a folk hero and I didn't really start uh, developing a relationship with her until, until I was an adult, and and she came out and was a big supporter of my first film, Follow Me Home, and then uh, my last film, La Mission. We were we were about to open in in Arizona, and they had just passed SB 1070, which allowed police officers to pull over anyone who they suspected being an, an undocumented immigrant. So there was a boycott, and we were like, oh, we can't cross the boycott. What would Dolores do? So I called Dolores, and she said. I'm going with you. We need to take this film in to Arizona. Our people are down right now, and they need something to lift them up. So she came with us, and, and she did Q and A's the opening weekend, and and our relationship just has has deepened since then. So there was already a trust there, you know, when we began the the, the filmmaking process, and there was a lot of resistance though from her, uh, want, you know, allowing me to tell a story about her for 90 minutes. You know, she was she was more focused on. Uh, conveying a message of movement building, and, and she wanted to teach people how to organize and, and get in touch with their, their political power. And I said, Dolores, you really have to trust the story. You know, if we tell your story, people will get that. That is eerily familiar to me. I've been around people who are political organizers, and that's so funny. You, you, the terms you're using are exactly how, how I would describe the people that I've known who are in a, a special category. Right. There are people who organize their neighborhoods. There are people who get phone banks going. There are people who volunteer down at the, you know, the campaign um, office. And then there are those people who seem to be 
on fire and who who will ne- who never who who are there's not an off button anywhere to be yeah. seen when they're around. And That's, you're just described Dolores to the T. Yeah, and, and never wants to talk about her work. She's exactly always about other people. Exactly. Every time a good friend of mine who was a very influential uh, political organizer was exactly you couldn't talk. He did not want to talk about himself. He was always. So what are you doing? What are we doing? And, and and so, so I mean, you can see that all, every single interview we do about the film, she starts registering people to vote, and she starts organizing. I I went to Dodger Stadium with this person, and he wanted to hand out leaflets at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> okay, so Dolores is doing that right now at, at all the. There you go. There you go. Well, that's just amazing. Well, it, I want to really, I want my audience to understand that that this film is it is a. It's it's a history of of Dolores, her life as an activist, her life as a person. It, but it's an engaging, very personal film. You've ma- you've managed to make her a three dimensional figure for us, and to understand her life and the right. struggles. And uh, what to what level were you aware of her work? You said your mom was an activist, so you were aware of her. But what did you learn that you had no idea about when you when it comes to Dolores Huerta? Um, I, I mean, I I thought I knew about her and her legacy, and then when I uh, started researching her work and also the the history of the UFW, her work with Cesar Chavez, I realized like I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that much about her at all. Yeah. I, at the beginning, I didn't even know she had 11 children. Right, I didn't know. Or, or was married three times. Right. And then if you read all the seminal uh, works on, on the history of the UFW, it's, it's really all centered around Cesar Chavez. And, you know, some of the books are, you know, three and four inches thick, and there's perhaps maybe three or four paragraphs about Dolores, and there's no, literally no mention of her as co-founder. So I, found, I just found that very, very curious and then, you know, to start digging through the archives, and here you just you find her. The camera's just on her all the time yeah. over a uh, seven-decade period. And it was just a great opportunity as a filmmaker because you could actually show the audience rather than tell them about her work. They can actually see and experience her in the trenches, you know, over, over seven decades. And it's, it's remarkable when, you, when you, you see the breadth of the work. Yeah. And, and by the way, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Peter Brott. He is the director of the film Dolores. He's producer, writer, and director of this film Dolores. It's opening today here in Los Angeles at the New Art Theater. And as luck and fortune would have it, you're in town. And anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, I'll let Peter tell you who else is going to be at the at the Q&A tonight, please. Right. Uh, yeah, it's great. We're fortunate enough to uh, to have uh, Dolores Huerta herself um, and our executive producer, Carlos Santana, and consultant producer, Benjamin Brad, my, my partner in crime, my brother. Yeah. And we'll be there doing Q&As, uh, you know, throughout the weekend at the New Art. Wow. <laughs> I know. Oh, so my get God. your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So please, please. I mean, it's. It, there's just reason enough to see the film. Period. End of story. There's not much more you need, but yeah, when you and have... don't come to see the film, coming to get just to get organized by Dolores Weapon. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, one of the wonderful things about the film is, as you mentioned, the amount of archival footage that you were able to find and the people that you talked to. Uh, it's it's just a, a. I saw this at Sundance. Oh, great. And, yeah, that was Inauguration Day. That was the day we, uh, yeah. Donald Trump was inaugurated as president. Yeah. 
And uh, I have to tell you, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, it was an appropriate day to see that. And then um, the uh, I just it, there's so many things about that that were it, it was quite a day. And, uh, the, it was, yeah, that was that, it was a special festival. And then uh, the the next day they had the women's march, and uh, Dolores was asked to lead the women's march in Park City and and give the keynote. Yeah. So I was actually marching beside Dolores, my mother, my wife, and my daughter. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I had, had to hold back the floodgates. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about some of the people who, in addition to what most people would know uh, about her, the, her her professional relationship and very personal relationship she had with mm-hmm. Cesar Chavez, but you have a, a host of other people. Uh, the stuff with Robert Kennedy, um, the stuff uh, – I mean, there's a – incredibly moving moment in the film that for people who often see the the uh, remarks by Robert Kennedy at the right. Ambassador Hotel before he's assassinated, who's on stage standing next to him? And I think the last person in, in, in the world that he thanks, I believe, I may be wrong about that, but he certainly singled her out for her exceptional Yeah, work. it was Dolores Huerta. She was right beside him. Right. Really? And she was, I think she was just a few feet behind him when he was actually Ugh. killed. Wow! Yeah, it's it's an incredibly uh, harrowing but but moving moving moment in the story for sure. But it, and impacted and impacted Dolores, I think you know for the rest of her life, and just reinforced her her philosophy of uh, you know nonviolent right civil disobedience. But let's but it's it's Robert Kennedy. There's a whole bunch of different people, and for our audience, if if there's you know a couple of them that you'd like to kind of talk about in terms of yeah, I mean being, we we uh, we filmed. Over a three-year period, and we interviewed probably close to fifty people, and ended up using a dozen. And and uh, two of the besides the Lotus herself, uh, Angela Davis appears in the film as, as as Gloria Steinem. And you know we didn't actually plan it that way, but it, but here you have these three pillars, yeah, and these great figures of the 20th century, three women powerhouses, each one, um, you know, sharing their thoughts about Dolores' work, but also about about the time when they were most active, but as well as you know, bringing us right up to what's happening right now. And how the work is, what they you know did four or five decades ago is still relevant today, particularly in light of the current you know, political climate. Yeah, and, and it's important to point out that these are, especially Angela Davis, Gloria Steinem. I love Angela Davis. She's, I think, one of the most amazing people I, I agree. I think she's she's a national treasure. But it's good to see that in addition to the farm workers uh, movement, she was also a big part of that. And she she came to that movement, and they came to her in, in the the sort of interesting dynamic that was dynamic that was in play when yeah. the, when the two of them because she came from a culture and from the movement. Let's be honest about the farm workers right. movement. It was tough for women to get traction to be recognized. And so she yeah. came to the women's movement and Gloria Steinem on the other side of the East Coast sort of liberal East Coast uh uh Yeah, Dolores started she came from the East she led the New York boycott yeah. and uh which eventually got seventeen million Americans to stop eating grapes. But when she went to the East Coast, you know, she was organizing she met she met Gloria and she said, Oh, here's a great opportunity to organize all these women. Never considered herself a feminist and at that time was uh was pro life. She was anti choice. And it was actually her interaction with Gloria and um, Ellie Schmiel of the Feminist Majority and other feminists in New York that kind of transformed and changed 
consciousness about about choice and women's reproductive rights. So it's it's, it's a fascinating thing to, to see her. You know, she starts questioning Catholicism and authority of of, of men essentially, and then and then what that does to her when she returns to California uh, and is working within the movement, which is which is governed by all men. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's 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 so fascinating to watch the the evolution of the, of this of this incredible you know political being, and all all done with that philosophy of nonviolence, all yep. all done uh, in a way that, in in my opinion, in a way that is a sustaining sustainable approach to to right. to gaining rights. I mean, keep in mind, I'm going to say something that I know you're familiar with, Peter. Power isn't given to people. Power is earned. It is worked for. It is it taken uh, through hard work and through organizing. But it's not something that's given up by the powerful, willingly. Right. And uh, right. and so it's so important for people to understand that dynamic. That just because mm-hmm. you want something, it doesn't mean that it. And just because it's a just thing, it doesn't happen that way. Right. And Dolores and her life and to this day, let's be one well, one. Of course, she's still with us, but to this day, at eighty-seven years old, am I correct? Eighty. Yeah, she's she's still doing. She she travels seven days. I mean, that was part of why it took so long to make the film because Dolores, she was campaigning full time for Hillary, plus doing all her organizing, you know, at the grassroots level in Central California, but also you know lobbying in Washington, and in Sacramento, and she just she just never stay still. And so it was. It was. We just had to follow her, and we would schedule a shoot, and then she would change it on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was just. She was just constantly on the move. She was a woman in motion, and 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 I, and I think that comes across in the film. She, and she's she's like that right now at eighty seven. She just, you know, yeah. we we were at USC. We did a screen at the USC Film School last night, and she she just she was there until the last person, you know, shook her hand, took a photo, spoke with her. And didn't get home till till probably you know, after midnight. I, I the uh, the press kit has a picture uh, that I I love and I think it summarizes her very effectively. She's standing with surrounded by men, but she's mm-hmm. got a she's got her uh, her hat her cow I'll call it a cowboy hat. I assume that's kind of a and on and she's got a bullhorn and she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of to the team, man. <laughs> Well, I, I, once again, the film is Dolores. Uh, it is opening tonight, September 8th, as we speak at the New Art Theater in Los Angeles. An incredible um, Q&A uh, lineup of people, including the director, Peter Bott, as well as his family member, Benjamin, will be there. Carlos Santana and the woman herself will be there tonight. And you said over the weekend you'll be there for Q&As. I don't know how many of these people will continue. Right. And then also, I, I should mention that uh, a number of her children appear in the film, and they'll be, they'll be leading Q&As as well. Thank you for bringing that up, because it's good to see. A, there, it's, there's another part of this film that I think is important to point out. We, we get into her, her family life. And the sacrifices she made, and the sacrifices her family made, and yep. there are certainly, um, you know, this is not a perfect world or a perfect person. So mm-hmm. to understand that and to see that, and to see so many of them involved in the work that she's been a part of, is incredibly yep. beautiful to see. Yeah, almost and, every single one of them is is continues to do the work. You know? Yeah, and they they sacrificed a lot. Their mom, they did. Yeah, they, they through their they mom's did. work. 
Uh, it's a beautiful, it's a touching film. It won all kinds of awards. As I said, it's it uh, it was the official uh, it was an official entry at the Sundance Film Festival, best doc at the San Francisco International Film Festival, at Hot Docs. Uh, it won at all kinds of different things. And and, and the film again is Dolores. And um, gosh, congratulations on the work. Thank you, Mike. It's been great, been great being on the show. Oh, big fan. My my, my pleasure, and uh, good. And congrats good. to my fellow filmmakers. Yes, all the best to you tonight. The New Art Theater, great lineup of people. In addition to seeing a wonderful, terrific documentary. Thank you so much, Peter. Great. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Yeah. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.